Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Desiree Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Thank you. So um, just a couple of things um, in the life of the church. If you're visiting tonight, if you're here for the, the first time or maybe the second or third time and you don't yet feel like you know who we are and we don't know you, we would love to get to know you. So just lift your hand up right where you are. The hosting team are going to run down the aisles and give you chocolate. And attached to that chocolate is an, a, um, a Get Connected card that you can fill in. You can um, f- ask you know, for more information. Some, one of the team can be in touch with you this week and we can just find out how we can serve you and how we can support you, you know, in this big thing called life, yeah? As a great big family. Um, So welcome to you. Why don't we just give everybody a great big round of applause. Yay. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Um, A couple of things coming up in the life of the church. It is that crazy time of the year. Like I have actually had to say to my family, we are not talking Christmas till it's actually December. Okay, people? Okay? None of this putting the tree up early business. Oh, Oh, can't believe it. (sighs) Can't believe it. I am not putting that tree up until it has clicked over into December. My goodness. Um, But a couple of really great things that everyone needs to know about is that we are hosting Christmas Spectacular in the Regent Theatre. It is going to be so good. It is going to be amazing. And it is such an opportunity for us to reach out into our city and say, hey, come along and have some joy. Come along and have some peace. Come along and enjoy something. And, you know, the best way that we can partner with all that's happening in the region for this Christmas spectacular is to pray and to invite people. So we need to be talking to our friends, inviting our family members, and just saying, hey, would you like to come along to this? Everyone could do with a little bit of cheer at the end of 2021, I reckon. So the Christmas Spectacular in the region, all the info's on the app, or you can chat to someone in a red T-shirt or the resource desk, however it serves you, okay? And the other thing about Christmas is Christmas Box. So this is an initiative that we do every single year where we pack some food into a box and we send it out to people who could really do with a little bit of help at Christmas time, just to bring a bit of cheer, just to give them some good food, keep the kids happy, all of that kind of stuff. And um, we've already got the full packing team sorted, um, but the other way that you can be part of Christmas Box is to sponsor a box. So it's $30 to sponsor a box, and that's $75 worth of food, and it goes out to these families. So we're doing 800 boxes this year. I know. It's going to be a lot of good cheer going out into the community. Um, so just, you know, look out for that and think about how you can partner with us in that venture as well. Is that good? Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to bring the word tonight, and I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to carry on a theme or a um, a thought that I had last Sunday morning. So for those of you who may not have been there in the morning, I'm going to talk about how we have been created by God to be creative. And so tonight, I'm just simply titling this message, We Are Created Ones. And um, there's something that God wants to bust out of our life in this coming season, some creativity that we haven't even unleashed yet. And um, I'm excited about this word and this thought that God has given me for tonight. So can I pray first? Yeah. Holy God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity. I pray, God, that you would anoint every single word, that it would hit right where it needs to hit that there'd be a bullseye on people's hearts, God, that your word would do what only it can do. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would minister, that you would unlock, that you would um, cause there to be new thought, new response, a new understanding, a deepening, an encounter moment for every single person in this place tonight. 
understanding that we have been created by you and there are good things in store for us to walk into. I pray, God, that you get all of the glory, that your name is magnified, that you are made famous in this moment. Amen. Amen. So basically, you know, um, if you think about your life and you think, well, I think about my life, um, the current uh, reality of my world, I have either intentionally created that or I have accidentally stumbled into that. (laughs) Those are kind of the two options, right? Like I have been intentional about my decision making or I have accidentally fallen into that. (laughs) And, um, you know, in in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1 in the message, it says this. Please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. Tonight, I just want to encourage us to sit before God and go, thank you for this marvelous life, God. Help me not to squander it. Help me to create intentionally the life that you dreamed of for me, rather than accidentally falling into a whole lot of other things. When was the last time you opened your heart and your mind in God and had new thoughts and creativity erupted out of you and there were dreams that started to come to fruition? Could you create something new in the ans- as an answer to all the chaos and the change and the uncertainty that you may have been facing in recent times? Could you push forward instead of pulling back whenever you're faced with new or change? You know, when you're a kid or maybe you're still a kid, Um, but did somebody, or have you ever said this to somebody, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, like, it's quite quite a common thing that we say, and, um, you know, an astronaut, or fireman, or, you know, and it's so awesome how, like, the things start really amazing when they're small, eh? Like, have you you talked to a two- or a three-year-old, and it's like, astronaut, or, you know, and then we get a bit further, oh, financial planner, you know? (laughs) You know, like, your stuff changes, but um, I'm trying to, you know, reframe this in my conversations with um, the small people who live at my place. And um, I'm trying to say things to them like, okay, instead of like, what do you want to be? You know, like, could you have a look around and see what problems could you solve with your life? So I try to tell my kids, um, you know, like there's inventions that, you know, were invented. They didn't exist before then. So like somebody saw a problem and created a solution to it. And like, we have that ability especially when we partner with God, the creator of the universe, what could erupt out of our lives if we let it. Currently, I'm telling Oliver, my um, middle child, that he needs to design a storage solution for women's handbags in the car. If you are the driver of the car, how annoying is it to get in, you've got a passenger, you've got a handbag, you can't put it on the ground because then it might get in with the pedals, That's very dangerous. Do not put your handbag on the ground when driving. And you can't always give it to your passenger because it's a bit rude. Here, can you hold my giant bag? You know? And I don't want to put it in the back seat or the boot. That's annoying. What I really want, okay, people, inventive people, is I want some big hole in the middle of the car. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, a big bucket with a lid that I can put my handbag in the middle console and then that can come back down and I can still rest my arm on it. Okay? That's what I actually want. (laughs) But, you know, handbags aside and all of my great car design ideas, um, you know, it's been a personal goal of mine this year to relook at my whole life and say, was this accidental or was this intentional? Where do I need to redesign? God, I'm asking for your leading. I don't want to just do Desiree great ideas. 
But God, I'm asking for your leading. Where do I need to reshape? And I set aside some weeks at the beginning of the year to allow my heart to rest, to renew. And there was some healing that had to take place. I'm human too. But there was some new thinking that needed to emerge as well. You know, I've got a lot of pieces to the big jigsaw that is Desiree Levy. You know, I'm a child of God, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm an accountant, I'm a pastor, and I'm a marathon runner. But I am also designed by God to bring sunshine and storms of change into people's worlds. I want to encourage, I want to inspire, and I'm here to make God famous. Is my life intentional or accidental right now? Some settings in my heart needed to be reset. My default settings, perhaps they were no longer fit for purpose. And this scripture became pretty personal for me. January 2021. 2 Corinthians 6, verses 11 to 13 in the message. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. You have permission to create your life. Open, expansive, without borders, without boundaries, without limits. What could be if you let it? Intentionally designed versus accidentally happening. (laughs) And I've got three thoughts for us tonight. Is that okay? Three takeaways, three things that we can kind of activate this week as we think about intentionally creating our life as opposed to accidentally running through it. And the first is, it's going to take some grit mixed with faith. (laughs) So there is a whole lot of psychology and a whole lot of thinking around this concept of grit in the world at the moment. And I really just want to start this part of the message by saying it's not grit alone. It is not just work harder, strive harder, do more of what you can do. No, mix that tenacity with faith and see what God wants to do. That's where the magic's going to happen. And there's a psychologist named Angela Duckworth. Great name. Great name. She's devoted her life to researching the simple question, why do some people outperform other people? How come those people can do that? They don't seem smarter. They don't have a higher IQ. They're not an extrovert versus an introvert. None of that kind of bizzo. She's just like, how come some people outperform other people? And after a whole lot of research, she determined that that one characteristic that those people who outperformed everybody else had was grit. And she defines grit like this. It's going to come up behind me. The ability to persevere in pursuing a future goal over a long period of time and not giving up. It's having stamina. It's passion and perseverance over the long haul. It's sticking with your future day in, day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for the years, working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Relentless resolve to keep pursuing the dream. You know, if I was to flip that into Bible terms, because I don't want just psychology, I want to know what Jesus says about this kind of stuff. If I was to, to flick this into the Bible's terms, you know, grit could be defined as steadfastness and endurance. So 
So if we read in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58 in the Amplified, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. So biblical grit differs a little from just worldly grit. Steadfastness, endurance, a faith that rests on the promises of God. Faith. So you're still going to put everything you've got into it. It's still going to be this perseverance over the long haul, but it's based on faith and a promise from God. So if I was to create the Desiree Levy version of what's the definition of grit, (laughs) I would say it has to be faith plus passion and perseverance. God is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. Can't mess with it. And our job is to stay passionate. Our job is to not give up. God will do what he will do, and we just need to hold and stay the course. So faith propels people to step out of ordinary and into creativity. Faith is the driving factor. You know, I wonder if it was faith that propelled Esther in the Bible to get into the presence of the king and save a whole nation from genocide. It was faith that propelled Moses to lead the children of Israel out of slavery and on the way to the promised land. And it took faith for Joshua to bust them through to the other side. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, which I think maybe you are, (laughs) you've got some dreams that you haven't seen yet. You've got some thoughts that you haven't stepped into. You've got some ideas, some calling, some grace, some gifting that you are yet to see unpacked. And what's it going to take? Faith and grit. God is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. And you need to hold on. We need to be steadfast. We need to have endurance, and we need to be in it for the long haul. You know, I want to skid into heaven. You know, I don't want to have all this extra energy when I get to heaven. I want to get to heaven and be like, whoa, what a ride. (laughs) I am done. (laughs) Now can we rest? You know, and that's going to take some unrelenting, long-term tenacity. God, what is in front of me to step into? Creativity, ideas, grace, calling. You've got permission to create your life without border, boundary, limit, restriction. What could be if you let it? So it's going to take faith and grit. And then number two, it's going to take a little bit of knowing how you've been created. Who am I, God? How have you made me? And you know, this is really important because you have been graced uniquely. And there is a reach that you have that perhaps the person next to you doesn't have. I borrowed this next illustration from Steve Graham, but the actual original author is a guy called Stephen Covey. And have you heard of this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? It's quite a um, famous, well-known book around the world. And I've got this um, little circles of influence that um, hopefully you can see. So basically, what this is saying is, hey, down here in this dark blue box at the bottom, that's actually the things that you can control in your life. So that's understanding how you've been graced, how you've been gifted, your education, your unique mix, the stuff that is forming part of who you are. That's what you can control. 
And then the yellow circle, that's your reach. That's your influence. That's the people that you do life with. That's the people that you have special access to. And that's where you can really make a difference. And then see that big dotted circle? (laughs) That's the things that we get concerned about. But actually, they're not in our control and they're not in our influence. And the key needs to be learning which parts belong where and operating in that way. So, you know, I, I have been um, caught by this, and I can imagine that many of us here have been also, that sometimes we get a little bit too preoccupied with the things that are outside <laughs> of our control or our influence. And you are right to be concerned about the state of the world. That's okay. But don't let it derail you from being in control of the things you can be in control of and the influence that you can have, the people that you can reach. So go on the journey with God. Go on the journey of unpacking, God, how have you made me? Who am I? What are the things I control? What are the things that I can really work on in my life to be creative, how you've intended me to be? And what's my reach? And God, please help me not to be derailed by the things that concern me. In Ephesians 1, verse 11, it says, it's in Christ we find out who we are and what we are living for. Blue box or blue circle, control, find out who we are. And yellow, what we are living for. It's in Christ, starting point of it all. It's in Christ we find out who we are and what we're living for. You know, if I was to give you any um, pointers about my own personal exploration of who am I, it would be get in the Bible, get some words of truth, unpack what God says in there, and appropriate the things that jump off the page at you. Start in some easy places. Proverbs 31. Love it. Start there. Or the Psalms. Find some truth. Or the major prophets, because they start off their letters with such powerful declarations about who they are. Or Paul's letters in the New Testament. I am Paul. And he just tells you who he is and how he's been created. You know, what about 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12? Unpack your spiritual and your motivational gifts. How has God wired you? The things that you can control, the stuff that's within your influence. How has he made you? And then jot down those scriptures. Jot down those words. Go on the journey. Say, this is me. I am. And declare those things boldly. Because the Word of God is powerful and it separates lies from truth. And too often we're living in the dotted bit and we're forgetting to get into the blue bit. (laughs) This is the stuff that really matters. This is where your influence comes from, not from the concerns of the world. How have you been made? How has God created you? You're a masterpiece. Created by God, anointed by God, designed to do good things that He planned long ago. Do you know what those are? Unpack them. There are many tools that you can access to help you in this part of the journey. Many. Heaps of spiritual gift tests. Heaps of personality tests. You could get some coaching and how have you, how, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Friends and family are pretty good at knowing some of this stuff too. Could you ask a couple of people, how do you think I've been made? You know, could you open up some dialogue? Obviously go to the ones that you like. Um, you know... How about just striking up that life-giving conversation with someone? How about you say, hey, could we go out for coffee and unpack our gifts together? You know, that's way better than saying, oh, this COVID. 
You know, like, let's take a different spin on the current situation. You have permission to create your life without boundary, without limit, without restriction. What could be if you let it? It's going to take faith and grit. It's going to take knowing who you are and the influence that you can have. And then thirdly, my final point for the night, we need to form some habits from the chaos. Sometimes there is beautiful chaos in the midst of creating new things. Who's done crafting? You know, I'm constantly vacuuming up some crafting things at my house. And there's a saying that I heard a really long time ago, and I can't remember the exact quote, so I'm not going to put it up for us. But, you know, sometimes when you're creating new, when you're dreaming, when you're casting vision, when you're trying to, you know, trying out some new things, we need to let the grass grow a little bit before we try and shape it. So we do need to let the creative process take place. And sometimes that's messy, and sometimes there's new thoughts, and you haven't quite got your hands around them all, and it's like, But don't stifle the creative process trying to bring order to it too quickly. Let it be. Let it breathe for a little bit. And this is a personal skill that I've really had to work hard on because I am type A personality. Get in line, people. I'm like, order your thoughts. Desiree, order those things. And sometimes God's like, hey, let it breathe. Let it breathe. I want to take you on a journey here. I want to unpack some stuff with you. Would you let the grass grow before you try and cut it? (laughs) Yes, you've got a secret skill of cutting it, but could you let it grow a little bit? Could you let it rise up? You know, you do in everything in life, because that sounds like a weird thing to say when I'm talking about habits, right? But with everything in life, there is balance. And you have to reach a point where you're going to bring some order to the creativity. Otherwise, you will just have a whole lot of good ideas and no actions. And I'm all about actually actioning some of the things that we've got great ideas about. So there has to be some order that happens at some point. Because, you know, wide open spaces and creative thinking, all of that stuff needs to be backed up by behaviors that are going to get you there. You can't just hope. You can't just one day maybe know what behaviors, what habits, what things do I need to build into my life right now that will get me to what I can see in front of me. James 2, verse 17, says, You see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Creativity outworked will require faith, but it will also require a whole lot of work and a whole lot of good deeds to erupt out of our lives. And the shortest route to forming those behaviors Form a habit. Create a new habit. Build some fences. Build some pathways into your life. There's this book that I've been reading this year. And um, it's by an author called James Clear. And the book is called Atomic Habits. Has anyone read it? Good one, GMAC. Good one. Um, Anyway, it's blowing my mind. But um, here's a quote. Um, I think the team are going to pop it up for us. The secret to getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build if you just don't stop. It's remarkable the business you can build if you don't stop working. It's remarkable the body you can build if you don't stop training. It's remarkable the knowledge you can build if you don't stop learning. It's remarkable the fortune you can build if you don't stop saving. It's remarkable the friendships you can build if you don't stop caring. Small habits don't add up. They compound. 
Habits are the compound interest in our lives. Every action that you take is actually a vote for the person you want to become. Be the designer of your world. Don't just merely consume it. Oh, I got here by accident. No, intentionally. Where are you heading? Habits work for who you are on the inside just as much as they do for who you are on the outside. But they require a little bit of discipline. They require a continual effort, a repeated effort over and over again. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you'll be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. Physical training is good, but training in godliness is better. So you know, the life that you're currently experiencing is a sum of the choices and the decisions that you have made to this point. We are where we are because of the decisions and things that we have made. And, um, you know, a conversation that I have with my kids, I feel like I'm sharing a lot of our conversations tonight, but a conversation we have is centered about who they are on the inside. You know, the character, the things that are developing and, and how they might like to use that character in their life in the future seasons. Um, and I have a funny story for you. So Harper and I have been talking about the concept of integrity lately, and it's quite a big concept to kind of grasp, you know, what does that mean? And um, it's living honestly and living with good ethics and morals all the time and the big things and the small things. And we started discussing it when we were at the supermarket. And um, so integrity, let me just tell you right now, is returning the trolley. Okay, people? (laughs) And if the trolley thing's overflowing, you return that trolley right in. Okay, you don't just leave it wandering around the car park. No, (laughs) integrity is built in the small things. It's built doing the right thing when it doesn't really matter and when no one is watching and when no one's giving you any applause. And then when it really matters, it just bursts out of you. It becomes part of who you are. And gosh, it was funny. So the first time Harps and I were talking about this and I said, so, you know, Harps, your integrity is returning this trolley. And I said, that looks really full. So you're going to have to wheel that thing right back into the, you know, main building. And she was like, oh, okay. And I said, I'll drive around and pick you up because it was quite a long way. (laughs) And so so I let her take the trolley and off she went. And I said, watch out for all the cars. You know, it's a madhouse at the supermarket, isn't it? And so she she took the trolley and she wheeled it in. And then I picked her up in the car at the front door. And then we we started driving out and we're talking about it. And then we saw a lady who wasn't returning her trolley. (sighs) And we're in the car and Harps goes, mum, she's polluting. And I said, yes, she is. I know you mean that she's not using her good integrity right now. (laughs) But, you know, and then the next week it was bucketing down with rain, right? So we've picked up the groceries. It's really raining. And I'm like, harps. (sighs) I'll pick you up from the front door. And she was like, in the rain. And I said, yep, integrity's doing it all the time. You know, even when it's not like favorable and when you're going to get wet and like it might hurt a bit and it's hard work 
but it's a habit. Starting to form the habit of living with integrity day after day after day. Because character is built in those little things, doing them repetitively. And then, do you know what? It just becomes part of who you are, just part of your character. Intrinsically, you start to live with integrity at every opportunity. Can I ask you a question? What habits do you need to form right now? Given the current status, your current life, what habits do you need to form? Perhaps it's to unleash that creativity and to head in the direction of your God dreams. Perhaps it's a habit in the area of your character. But we are created ones, made in the image of God, by creator God. What habits do you need to form? Music team, I'm done. You can come on up on stage with me. (laughs) But, you know, you do have permission. And I want to give you that permission. I want to remind you tonight of that permission to create the life that you've got in front of you. Don't let it be by accident. My prayer is that you would look back in 50 years' time and go, what a ride! And yes, well, not 50 years getting into heaven, however many years you're skidding into heaven. (laughs) You know, but when I get there, I want to be, God, I used it all up. I've got nothing in reserve. I stepped out, God, in faith and grit, and I unlocked who I am, and I reached into the world that you've given me influence with, and I put away the concerns and the worries that I couldn't have control over. And I formed a few habits in the midst of it. You know, my heart really has been soaring the last two weeks writing these two messages because I really do feel that this is a prophetic moment in answer to the current chaos that we find ourselves in. Would we be people that create something, form something, faith and grit and habits, unlocking how we've been made? Don't become so well adjusted to the world that you just fit into it. Create, break free. Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that He planned for us long ago. The Holy Spirit has been poured out over your life. You are created by God. You are anointed by God. You have good ideas. You have access to the Holy Spirit in every arena of your life, not just some of them. What could be if you let it? You've got permission to create. Created ones. I like to think that we could usher some breakthrough for other people. Accessing the Holy Spirit, full of God's ideas, ready to step into something big, wide, spacious. And we've done the hard work forming the habits that are going to sustain us along the way. Would you stand with me tonight so I can pray for us? It's going to take some faith and some grit, some unlocking who you are and the reach that you have. And maybe there's some new habits that you need to form. I pray that this week when you return that shopping trolley, you think, I'm forming a good habit. I've heard you, God. Maybe it'll trigger something in your thinking, a practical outworking of what God's doing on the inside. Holy God, I just pray 
that you would totally and utterly reveal more of yourself in this moment. That you would remind us that we have been created in your image with full access to the Holy Spirit. And you want to pour out, you are already pouring out all these creative ideas and ways of new ways of looking at things and unpacking and that we were created to design our life on purpose, not by accident. And I pray, God, that there would be just such vivid God dreams that would erupt in this space. That in the face of chaos and uncertainty and change, we would be people that push forward instead of pulling back. That we would go in your strength, God. We'd go in your anointing. We'd go in your grace. That you would truly pour out your creativity upon your people. There'd be a new song. There'd be a new career. There'd be a deeper relationship. There'd be a greater attitude. Whatever it could be, holy God created in your image before all time masterpieces thank you Jesus I pray that you would just right now just breathe impossibilities into our heart what could be holy God when we partner with you Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.